Welcome to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G. In the previous episode, we talked to a number of the ladies that attended Colorado's largest women's-only cornhole tournament that was held on December 12th. In this final episode, we talked to some of the organizers of the event and more of the ladies, including Brooke from Colorado Cornhole Connection and Michelle from Colorado Ladybaggers, who get us kicked off. Then Rhonda, who is a fairly new player to the sport of cornhole, tells us what she thought. We also talked to Tiffy T-Rex from La Junta, who drove three and a half hours with her husband to participate in this event. And finally, we talked to Jen Hammond and ACL Pro Getty Irwin. Welcome back to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G, and I'm here live at the Southside Baggers Ladies Only Cornhole Tournament with a couple of the ladies who were coaches here. So I'll go to my left and, and talk to Brooke. A new Vonner? New yep. va- oh, I got Nailed it right, it. Don. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yep, I'm Brooke New Vonner. Um, we run... Rocky Mountain Cornhole um, up in Greeley. I've been playing for five years now. Um, we got into the sport when we started our company, Colorado Cornhole Connection. Um, we figured if we were going to be building boards in this sport that we probably should start to play so we could figure out what we're up against and how that works. So that's how we got into the sport. That's um, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And- We'll we'll talk more about that, but uh, I'm gonna go over here to my right and talk to Michelle Royball. Michelle Royball, right? Royball. Royball. Yeah. Okay. Right. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> so introduce yourself and and how long you've been playing uh, cornhole and why you're here. So my name is Michelle Royball and I've been playing cornhole for uh, three years now. I got introduced from um, a friend of mine who played softball. And he had a cornhole league, and uh, he put it on Facebook. And, you know, from injuries and things, I couldn't play uh, softball anymore. So I'm like, oh, I need competition in my life still. So um, I went out, and after the first night, I was hooked. I could not make a bag on the board to save my life. (laughs) (laughs) But I watched some tutorials on Facebook and just by talking to everybody. And everybody's so helpful that they're, they're willing to help you. So um, that's what I love about this sport, too. And, and it grows into a family. It grows into your Cornhole family. It does. And so it's just, it's just been a blessing. And um, I, well, when I first started, I, there was about four or five women, um, which can be kind of intimidating at first. But after playing for a while and getting to know everybody, I was coming out by myself and um, just going on Thursday nights playing out Mile High Cornhole. And um, and like I said, I, I didn't miss a week. I was on it. <laughs> I came every week. And every time you come, you learn. I, and even today, I'm still learning, you know, learning from we have Yeti here who's a pro. And, you know, just every, every time you play, I feel like there's something to be learned in Cornhole. So You talk about the learning a lot. And, and shoot, even your you're one of the you were one of the coaches here. Uh, both of you were one of the coaches here, right. uh, teaching the clinic. Um, now, you separate. We basically had three clinics going on. We separated out the women, probably about fifteen to seventeen women in each group. Um, what was some of the common things you were seeing, Michelle, 
from each woman uh, or from each of the groups that you were uh, providing the clinic for? So what I noticed a lot is that um, people need, uh, a lot of the women need to learn to throw the bag flat. So you would see a lot of bags that were rolling, um, a lot of bags that were like a pan, I guess, what would you say, like a pancake throw type, um, to where we just were trying to, to teach everyone to throw a flat bag because with the flat bag, there's less chance of it to go off the board. So um, just trying to show the women how to hold the bag correctly, um, show them different stances, um, and then the other thing is that I noticed is that uh, the main focus is uh, trying to get them to concentrate, to look on the board and, uh, where they're actually throwing. Like, don't, don't just look at the hole, like concentrate on the center of the board. So, because you want to keep your bags on the board. Um, and just taking your time, that was the main thing. Just okay. take your time, breathe before you throw, um, actually visualize where you want that bag to go. So, Brooke, what did you see from the clinics you were running? Uh, honestly, I think Michelle summed it up pretty well. Um, the biggest challenge when you're starting out playing is trying to figure out how to comfortably throw the bag. Um, because what works for me doesn't work for Michelle, isn't going to work necessarily for the next person. So it's just trial and error of seeing what works for you and, and just trying out some different things. Um, from what I noticed, a lot of women were having kind of a hard time with the distance of the bags um, as well as a flat bag. So it's just the typical newbie um, stuff that you just have to iron out and figure out with practice. No, I'm so. glad you brought that up because it's, it, 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 sorry to interrupt you, it, I'm glad you brought that up because everybody really has their own way of holding the bag. And, and Michelle, you talked about it just a little bit of, of showing a couple of stances because some people will stand straight on. Some people will stand a foot uh, staggered back. Some people have a foot just right behind their heel. And some people have the left foot forward, the right foot, right right. foot forward. It's all about what they're most comfortable with. I agree. I agree. It's exactly. It's like what works for me may not work for you. Like You never really see two people throw the exact same way. It's just uh, having that confidence once you're throwing it and seeing what you're comfortable with, definitely. Absolutely. So uh, it's, this has been a great event that's, uh, that's being held here. Um, leading up to this, I, I wanted to ask, how can we get more women into cornhole? And why do you think there, there might be a um, hesitancy for women to jump in uh, into an environment like this? Is it because their, um, their comfort level? Is it they're more satisfied with just kind of the, the backyard type of uh, cornhole league? Uh, or, or how can we get more women into cornhole leagues? I think a lot of it is they may not even know that there's tournaments like this. They may be playing in the backyard and, you know, at that level and they don't know that you know, Cornhole's grown this much that there's tournaments out there that you can play every night of the week if you want in a tournament that you can travel and play and even become a pro now. So and maybe they don't even know that part. So I think by having um, 
an all-women cornhole tournament and just bringing the women here so they can actually see. So Yeti was here, see that we do have a women pro here in Colorado, you know, that it is attainable. And if that's something you want to do or it's just hanging out here with your friends. And like I said, cornhole is, you know, your friends, they're your family. Um, and I think once they see that, it makes them want to come more. And I think by having these kind of tournaments and you bring your sister or you bring your friend who's never thrown or you bring, you know, family. And once they come, they see how much fun it is, how friendly everybody is, how everybody helps one another. And I think at that point, they become addicted like all of us are. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Brooke, I'm going to ask, your, ask the question to you differently because uh, the company you run with your husband, the Colorado Cornhole Connection, uh, you guys make some great boards, and you make some boards for basically all the clubs, in, or most of the clubs here in Colorado. We do. New Mexico, Wyoming, um, South Dakota. The, the, but your family also travels to a lot of cornhole tournaments. In, how many women do you see at those cornhole tournaments? Is it does it differ from what you're seeing here in Colorado? Um, you know that's actually a, a good question. I would say across the board, I I would say it's a ratio of one one woman to four men. There's not really a whole lot of of women that come out and play, and um, just talking to the women that do come out, what they say. As to why they got into it, it's it's because of their husband. They joined so that they could play with him, or he got hooked, and so they wanted to check it out. Um, but on the flip side of that, too, there's a lot of women that I feel like don't come out to things like this um, because of the competitiveness of it. Um, they're intimidated by the event um, just because they don't know how friendly the cornhole family is um no that's great i mean it's it's uh it's, you're right i think it's just getting past that first level so it, yeah. I, I think it kind of leads to very well into the kind of that next question of i mean how do you I was going to go to the um, getting out of the backyard and to or, or it, but I kind of asked that question already. <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> That's the fun part about this. I get to edit all this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so to kind of go off of that, though, I feel like the, the best way to get the word out to other women about cornhole is to have more women-only tournaments because they come out, they feel comfortable with other women. Women are a lot more forgiving. We're not as competitive and cutthroat as men can be. Um, and I feel like that's a great introductory environment to the sport. And once they start to feel comfortable around other women, then maybe they'll feel more comfortable about coming out to a co-ed tournament on like a Thursday night at Mile High or something like that. No, I, I agree with you. And I just said it's, it's honestly, this is the, while you guys were both coaches and running a clinic here, it doesn't necessarily take these two dedicated to, um, or even somebody dedicated to put on a clinic like this and for everybody, because each player, and, uh, and Michelle, you talked about this, is that you learn and everybody's always trying to help everybody improve on a week-to-week -week basis. So I would encourage anybody, 
and women and men, if you're hesitant about coming out, please come out and at least observe, um, observe the tournament, uh, observe the league, come out with your significant significant other, or come out alone. Um, just kind of come down for a couple of minutes, kind of talk to the people, and, and just kind of get a feeling of what it's like before you kind of commit to a particular group. So uh, I really encourage uh, more people to come out and participate in this great sport. I want to talk about just a little bit about the Cornhole community because it kind of talks, uh, it kind of communicates a little bit about how open we are and how loving we are. Michelle, a couple of weeks ago, you, your family, uh, or extended family, put together a beep cancer section. That's right. So, and, and I know that, Brooke, you and your husband um, made some donations and made some boards for that tournament as well. And yeah. I, I, I tried to win those boards. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I didn't win it. But I mean, but that's, talk to me about a little bit about what it meant to Rosa, uh, Rosa, for yes. uh, for the fuck cancer or the beep cancer. Um, yes, oh, event. Uh, we were just blown away and amazed and blessed to how many people showed up to the tournament, donated. We had tons of donations, and without the Cornhole family, that would not have been possible. Like we were thinking, we would raise, you know, you know, a good amount of money to help, but. What came out of it was just so much more, and she was so thankful, and our family, they were just blown away, overwhelmed, and we felt the love from everybody, and that's what I love about Cornhole, is they come together when people are in need, and they're always willing to help, and I'm just, I'm just so blessed to have my Cornhole family. Awesome. Brooke, what did it mean to you and your husband and your company to help? Because that's not the only group you've helped out or charity your company has helped out. You guys help out a number of companies. And one group I interviewed this past week was Kawasaki Kids Foundation. Um, You guys do a a lot for the uh, Cornhole community. Uh, for these kids and these fa- foundations, what does it mean to you and your family? It means it means a lot. Um, honestly, the the cornhole community is priceless to us. Um, just being able to to come out and hang out, um, to be able to help out where we can, to make boards, to make donations for causes like cancer and. Kawasaki disease. Um, just awesome. It's flooring, honestly, to, to be able to do that and to be surrounded by all the people who care and who want to join hands with us and help us out it's in amazing. those missions. We, we really appreciate you guys. We do. Thank you for all you do. Absolutely. Thank you. And I bring that up not to uh, make it difficult for these ladies because they, they are. They are so thankful for each other. But I bring that up specifically to let people know that the Cornhole community not only tries to help out for all these charity foundations and all the people in need, but they also help out the brand new people coming in and get them because we want the Cornhole community to grow. So um, 
Brooke, Michelle, thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking about well, this ladies only tournament and everything you guys do. Your company, Kawasaki, or sorry, Colorado Cornhole Connection does for the community and how the Cornhole community has helped your family out, Michelle. Definitely. Thank you both for attending. And I would like to, um, can I add, um, for women or men who is ever listening, um, I created a Colorado Lady Bagger page on Facebook, and check it out. You know, we, we like to um, put all the tournaments on there. So if you're looking for a tournament to play, uh, friendly tournament, even out-of-state tournaments on there. We also um, like to showcase our women on there that are on the podium, um, and it's, it's just great to see the women out there. Um, placing first, second, third, or, you know, even in blind draws and uh, switch holio. And it's just great to showcase all the things that the women are doing out there. So if you get a chance, check out Colorado Lady Baggers on Facebook. Thank no, you. No, thank you, Michelle. Welcome back to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, DG. I have with me now one of the participants of the Southside Baggers Ladies Only Tournament, and I'll let her introduce herself. My name's Rhonda. I'm a pretty new player. Um, been playing now for about a year, just on and off, just for fun, mostly. Okay. Yeah. And what got you in the game, Rhonda? Mostly it was um, just hanging out with friends and just a new thing to try and do, um, something I hadn't done before. So. Okay. Now, have you been playing cornhole in the backyard or playing tailgate or was jumping in the leagues really your first experience of it? Uh, really, honestly, it was just starting out playing in the backyard with a friend and then she kind of pulled me into going to leagues with her um, and just really kind of fell in love with it and have fun doing okay. it. Now, is that, that friend Michelle? Is yes, that right friend is Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the background saying uh, she does what she can to help grow the game. <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. <laughs> awesome. So I guess what, uh, what made you come out or, or how did you hear about this ladies only tournament? Um, I actually found it on uh, Scoreholio and then I'm also on a couple of the Facebook groups that Michelle runs. And so she was advertising it and I just thought it sounded like a, a neat thing to do um, you know, women's only being pretty new to the game still. It's sometimes it can get really competitive when you're playing guys and girls. So it's kind of nice to just have a women's only tournament. So you bring up a great point there because you've been playing for about a year now. About a year. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, how did this event differ from kind of the events that you've experienced uh, that you've like the regular weekly leagues you, you've been a part of? Yeah, no, I really liked this one. Um, more than anything, like I said, women's only is is cool because you're kind of all, I mean, you're all on the same level. Um, and even though there is competition, it didn't feel super competitive, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it was really nice to have um, just get together with a group of ladies who were nice, um, supportive. They didn't care what your level was. Um, it was just really nice to to play against women. <laughs> Now, at the beginning of this, they had a clinic. Did mm -hmm. you participate in the clinic? I did. Okay. I did. What did you think about it? Um, I really liked it. It was kind of nice to have some of the, I want to say more of the masters of the game, <laughs> per se. Um, but again, it was just, it was nice that it was informal. 
And it was very, it was more on a supportive level, not a, um, we're going to tell you what to do or that kind of thing, but we're going to support how you're doing and just give you some pointers and tips on how to do better. Now, I guess, what did you take specifically away from one of the clinics? Did it help your throw? Did it help your stance? Are you going to try a couple things um, um, in the coming weeks? Yeah, I did. I did try a few things today. Definitely um, just more just, I think one of the things I learned is being a newer player, I'd try to keep up with you know who I'm playing with or playing against and just taking my own time and um, just taking the time that I need to get in the right headspace before I throw so yeah, that's a great point because I've actually experienced that in the past <laughs> of just trying to rush or the other right. part, the guy I'm playing against or the person I'm playing against right they're ready to throw and I'm like and I'm kind of rushed to get my bags <laughs> together I'm like no I'm gonna take my time right yeah. And make sure I'm in my own space mm -hmm. to get ready to go. No, yeah. that's that's. A, I'm glad they were teaching that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, so, what was the biggest challenge, or I guess what was the biggest uh, hurdle that you had to overcome coming from like the backyard uh, uh, cornhole mm. into a league setting? Um, one of the biggest things is just uh, learning the difference. Um, I didn't, I mean, when I started playing, I had, I knew nothing. I didn't know scoring. I didn't know any of that. Um, you know, I had never, I had played with cornhole bags just on my own, but I didn't know, just learning the difference between, you know, there's the smooth side and there's the stick side and <laughs> just all those various different things. Um, but it, it comes pretty easy. And then, like I said, when you have people who are supportive of you and are just helpful, it's very, it's very helpful and nice. No, that's a great, and and I've noticed it is in particularly Yeti who is here. Yes, um, she has not stopped coaching all night. <laughs> no, she has not. She has not. And I actually played against her. Um, I played against her or with her. Yeah, she was my partner for one, and she just came up to me afterwards and she's like, "You throw a great bag," and I was like, "Yeah, please don't talk to me like that." <laughs> like, that was all luck, not skill. <laughs> But she's very, she's been very supportive, even knowing that she's gone, you know, and that's where I was saying before, where even though I know we had people here who have like played professionally and no one was upset at all at what your level was or who your partner was or anything like that. So that was nice. Nice. Yeah. So looking at the future of Cornell, particularly for you, yeah. I mean, where do you hope to get to in uh, what do you, next six months to next, uh, next year? Oh, I just, uh, literally, I'm playing for fun. I'm not, like, trying to go professional or anything. Okay. It's just nice to get out and, and do something that's a little bit different. Um, I have two teenage daughters, and I'm, they've gotten into it with us, too, playing in the backyard and stuff. And that's what I've really enjoyed is just something that we can all do together. Okay. Um, and they have a lot of fun with it, too. So Very cool. And let me ask you this. So what uh, – well, you have two teenage daughters. Yes. And, um, or would you bring them to one of these ladies only tournaments? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, my daughter actually was stuck at home doing homework being finals week. So <laughs> she would have come with me, but yeah, she loves to come with me to, to events and tournaments just to play. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now it's great that we put on, or at least Southside baggers put on this ladies only tournament. Yeah. Um, as they can't do it all the time. If a, if a, like a, a remote club out there mm -hmm. wants to get more women involved, mm -hmm. what are some of the tips and that you would recommend a, a club go with in order to get more women to participate? 
I think definitely um, one thing that they did with this one is really advertising it as ladies only and pushing it that way. And again, not to be offensive to co-ed tournaments or anything like that, but it's just nice to have a ladies only tournament where you just, you don't have to, like you don't have to feel some of that pressure, even though there are some very professional ladies here. Um, I, the other thing was that was really nice was having the clinic and just having that support there. Um, and I would say just really pushing that out there that um, just, you know, sometimes you have to think about like running it at different times, like, you know, before dinner, that kind of thing. You know, some of those things that kind of when you have a little more of that time and you're just able to break away and, and do that. So very cool. Yeah. Um, so I guess, where is your home? Do you have a home club? A club no, I home? don't. Okay. No. How, often, just, how often, how often play do you play? Um, it just really depends. Um, like I said, we were in a league and then COVID kind of got that shut down. And so then I was doing a lot of the online Facebook, um, leagues against like where you play against a ghost. Um, and those, that really kind of got me into it because I could still be a part of it, even though we couldn't physically get together. Um, and I would say now, I mean, I'm lucky if I play once a month, but, um, Every time I come out, I have a great time. So. Oh, good. And she's pushing me to go to more. Always <laughs> once a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know about that, but we'll try. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'll just say this. I do think that it, the more you play, the better you get. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I'm not looking to go pro. Yeah. But I, I'm looking to just kind of get more and more competitive yeah. as I keep on going. Um, yeah, and I just have fun with it. Like, it, oh, yeah. it's just, it's fun. And I do see where I do get, but it seems like I do get a little bit better each time that I play. Mm -hmm. And that then makes me want to do it more. <laughs> but, Rhonda, thank you so much. You're so welcome. And Thanks for having me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thanks. Welcome back to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G. We're here live at the Southside Baggers ladies only tournament and i have the pleasure of sitting down with probably one of the ladies that drove the furthest in order to participate in this hello i am tiffany and i go by tiffy t-rex tiffy t-rex yes I, I saw that in the back of your jersey i'm like <laughs> oh that is that's, i wonder where that came from now i know yes yeah. that's me so i said that you probably drove the furthest where did you where were you from la hunta colorado and for those of you who don't know, how far of a drive is La Hunta? Is that on the western slope? or No, we're actually closer to the Kansas border, so we're oh, southeast. Other way? Yes. Okay. It's about a three-hour drive. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So what made you come here for this event? The fact that it was a women's tournament. I have never played in a women's tournament, and seeing how many were participating, I was just blown away. Didn't know that there was that many women in Colorado that played cornhole. It's pretty awesome. Wow. Wow. So what did you get most out of this one? Because I think they did, we, oh shoot, we had um, some of the participants here are Yeti Irwin, she's one of the ACL pros, and a couple of very good um, cornhole players. So I guess, what did you get out of uh, participating and driving the three and a half hours here? I was blown away by the experience of playing with so many wonderful women and the fact that we did the clinic. That was, that was awesome. I just with the little steps and trips 
tricks and tips that they gave me, I improved my game so much in just today by listening to what they were saying, my foot placement, my wrist, my release. It was just amazing. And just from that short period of time, I improved so much. Had two four baggers back to back today. I was like, wow. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, before that, you were, were you just kind of, where did you struggle before that? Um, I really struggled uh, with my my wrist placement and my release. Like I either was throwing way too short or I was throwing way too far. But after working with uh, Janice and Lindsay, they were the ones that were leading our group. I just I felt so much more confident, and it it showed. I was able to get four baggers, four bagger, two four baggers back to back. I was like, yes, one of them against Lindsay, and I was like, thanks for teaching me how to do that. <laughs> Oh, so no, nothing better than show your coach. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> like, I was listening. <laughs> so how long have you been playing cornhole? We probably started about a year ago, really started taking it seriously probably the beginning of this summer. Yeah, we, we try and play at least once a week. We do have to drive at least an hour to Pueblo before we can actually get into a really good-sized tournament. It's starting to get pretty popular where we live but as far as like finding women to throw with yes i'd have to drive to pueblo in order to find that oh wow yeah so i guess you talked about do you have a particular home club that you play at or um well my husband belongs to the eagle nest so we throw there um i would say that if we were to represent anybody it would probably be the still city baggers at a pueblo okay yeah good so you've been playing for about a year and taking really taking it seriously over the past couple of months, probably the past six months. Yes. Um, because where do you hope to grow your game to in the next? Uh, are you looking to become pro, or are you just looking to become more competitive like me? I think if pro became an opportunity, I would jump on it. Um, I'm just trying to make myself better. I actually have a personal goal of beating my husband more consistently. <laughs> so once I get to that level, I would be thrilled. Like we are very competitive and when we're standing side by side on the cornhole board, it's 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 pretty interesting. We get some really good games going and I've beat him a couple times and last time I beat him, I was so proud of myself and I'm like, I'm going to do it again. And when I do, you're going to be sorry. <laughs> oh, he's going to be sorry now because yeah. you, you after the coaching you got today. Oh yeah. That's, That's what awesome. I told him. I was like, I got special training, and you got to watch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, what was the biggest challenge coming into the sport of cornhole for uh, being a woman? I think the biggest struggle is being accepted. Um, here, it wasn't an issue, but you know, there's some tournaments where there's not very many women. Um, some guys aren't too happy about it. And then, of course, when you beat them, it makes it even worse. <laughs> but on the flip side of that, I have played with some amazing men. You know, some of the guys that we play with in Pueblo, once they found out we were coming here, they were so thrilled for me. And they're like, you're going to do great. And so I think my biggest struggle is just needing to find my confidence to, I don't know, understand that, yeah, I do deserve to be here. I can hang with the big dogs. I can do it. And I think today really opened my eyes to that. Awesome. No, good. You've been playing for about a year, six months. Um, did you did you previously play in like a backyard or tailgate or something like that before you started getting serious? Or yeah, we actually our family, my husband's family mostly. We we love to throw cornhole anytime we can get together and just 
get a bunch of people together in the backyard and we had family members that started getting into tournaments and they're like you guys should come you should try it out and once we got our toes wet in just the backyard then we started going to tournaments and now we're hooked and anytime we see a tournament close enough by or even far enough by (laughs) we will sign up and go like it's something that we absolutely love to do and we will look for any chance to play oh that's awesome yeah very cool let me ask you this as a woman and being I mean, let's take some of the smaller clubs out there i'm not sure how how large some of the clubs are down in pueblo i have not had the opportunity to go down there yet but um some clubs may not be or the area may not be large enough where they have enough women participating so they may not be able to put on such a large ladies only tournament right what would be your recommendation to some of those clubs or some of those smaller communities to get more women involved um in in the cornhole sport i think one way would just be put on the tournaments start making it available for women to show up like this one we we were so surprised like an all-women's tournament all right i where we come from we don't hear about it like i said we don't have very many women in my area that throw. There are some girls or women that are starting to throw, and I love it. But I think that if there's more opportunities for just women to throw, I think that takes some of the pressure off because some of the women I have talked to, they're really, I don't know, not against, but they're hesitant to throw against guys. And they're like, oh, I'm not good enough, or I suck, or I can't keep it on the board. And I think that if we had more opportunities for just women to get together and throw I think a lot more women would be willing to do that because you know you're among women and so it's it's just it's it's easier for them to relax and be less stressed if like I I for one I get stressed out when we go to the tournaments and I have to throw against a guy especially a big old muscle man covered in tattoos walks up to the board and I'm like oh here I am little me but (laughs) I think that if we just provided more ways for women just to get out there and throw that like you know you build it they'll come you know it's just it needs to be more available I believe like if we had more women's tournament in Pueblo, then we can start bringing more females up from where we live to go to Pueblo. Even um, even if we did a couple women's tournaments where we lived, I, I would like to see who would be coming out of the woodworks to join us. And then I would definitely be recruiting, like, okay, now I know you could do it, and I'm going to be bugging you every time I know there's a tournament. I'm going to be sending you messages. Hey, come play. Come with us, you know. I'd be like a little recruiter. Okay. So it's, it's are you going to take back what you learned here today? back to some of your smaller clubs oh definitely definitely yeah like it was even a couple warm-up games we were throwing here and I noticed that some of the girls were throwing a little different than I and I like I don't consider myself a very experienced thrower but I was just hey you know this is how I throw the bag when I pull my arm back you know just giving them little advices of what I've been doing and then taking what I was shown, okay, well, I'm working on this now because Lindsay says I need to. And so, like, just talking amongst the other girls and women around here, it's like, okay, we give each other insight and we give each other advice. And I would love to do that with other women that don't have as much experience as me because I feel that if they get the experience and they get the knowledge and they get the chance to play more, then we would find more women playing. Awesome. Tiffany, thank you so much for jumping on the show and talking to me. And I'm really glad that you and your husband drove out uh, from La Junta uh, to participate. Yes, thank you for having us. Thank you. 
All right, welcome back to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. We're here live at the Southside Baggers Ladies Only Tournament. And I have with me now the organizer of this, Jen Hammond, and also an ACL pro, Yeti Irwin. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Glad to be here. This is this is quite the event you guys put on today. So I guess, Jen, talk to me a little bit about what it took to, how well... Um, Jen, talk to me a little bit about how satisfied you are with the turnout and the result of what you put together today. Well, we set a goal of trying to get 20 women together to kind of get better at cornhole, and we had 50 women in a room and everybody encouraging each other, and I feel that everybody was getting better as the day went on, and it was really exciting and exceeded my expectations. Yeti, I know you participate in a lot of area tournaments and or you really strive to continue, just continue to grow the grain, grow the game. Um, what does it meant to you seeing this tournament and how well this tournament went? So, um, so actually, um, from the beginning, let's start from the beginning. So I think two months ago, so I got a message from Michelle, I think, and she she messaged me about uh, this tournament. They were gonna hold it, uh, hold it like um, last week. But I had I knew I had the conference in Utah last week, so then I told Michelle like I won't be in town that week, and if they could reschedule it to the following week, which is December twelfth, and they were like, yes, we reschedule it, and then you know reschedule it to the twelfth, and can you be there? And I'm like, for sure. I put it on my calendar right now, and I'll be there. And they told me like they w- they would like to do like a little coaching in the beginning before the tournament, um, because some of these women who came here, uh, some of them are new baggers, so they don't know how to throw flat bags and stuff like that. So I told them, yeah, I'll be there, and we can do a little small clinic before the tournament. And since it's set up at Switch Holio, so it's very, I think it's very very um, inviting to all the women. This is the biggest women tournament in Colorado I've seen so far. Um, even we had state um, last year, which was pretty big. We only have had like 20-something women. So to have um, 49 women in the tournament, in the Switch Holio tournament today, it's really, really great job to Jen, to Michelle, who you know decided to hold this tournament. Um, it's my hat's off to them. I mean, they plan it ahead of time, so a lot of women sign up. And actually, in the, at one point, they maxed it out at 64, and we were actually sold out at 64. So I guess a few of the women ended up backing out, you know, last minute. But we still got 49. It's still the biggest women's tournament in Colorado so far. Wow. And, yeah, I, I recall when I saw this was going on, I'm like, Jen, I want to be... I want to come with my podcast and interview uh, the ladies and interview, do do this for you. Uh, I think at that point in time, you maybe had twenty women signed up, and it and it just ballooned up from there. So, I guess, well, I'm going to ask a, a multi part question here: is what do you what do you contribute to having this being the largest women's tournament in Colorado? And secondly. Why don't you think there are uh, more women participating in cornhole? 
Well, I know at our club, we have a lot of women that come and watch. They watch their husbands, they watch their kids, and they um, always want to play, but they feel discouraged. They're not as good as their kids. They're not as good as their husbands. Um, and so we wanted to create an environment where they could come and they can be encouraged. They could be coached. Um, it doesn't matter if you throw it off, if you throw it on. Um, and uh, in light of that, it was completely opposite. We had all the husbands come and watch the, the wives today. Um, and they were encouraging. And um, I think it was great for the, the women to have their spouses or their significant others or even some of the kids were here to watch that, yes, they also um, they love this game. They don't just come to watch their husbands um, or their significant others. Um, they also want to learn how to play. And I think we were just able to create an environment that was inviting for them to, to learn. Um, and I, I had a bunch of women ask when we were going to do it again. So Okay. And what do you think about that, uh, Yeti? Yeah, I think like what Jan said, um, a lot of women, they go to a cornhole tournament or like they see the league and most of them get intimidated by the men because the men, you know, this I guess this game's known to be dominated by the men mostly. So I think when he, he created this environment when it's a switch holio, so you get to play with and it's all women. So, you know, you get some new baggers here too. So it's, they, they, you know, so more women feel like, okay, I won't look so bad and I won't get embarrassed and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna learn how to throw the bag and just have fun. And, you know, you get different partners uh, for round robins. Um, the switch holio format really helped, I think. And then with having it all women, it's very, very uh, inviting. Yeah, and you talked to a little bit about it earlier. You guys did a clinic at the start of this for about half an hour. Um, but, Yeti, you didn't stop teaching all night long. You kept on throughout the through whole round robin. I saw you kind of coaching people. You know, hey, do this with your hand. Release higher. Uh, do this. So do you think you kind of, reached out to and improved the the lead or at least the, the skill level of some of the ladies that were here I, I hope so I mean I just I'm I really want to grow this sport with more women in Colorado um, you know so I'm hoping some of them will um, get some you know take the lessons home and practice more at home and then I think if they if if most of the women that um, learn the lessons and be able to kind of practice more and play more in this kind of tournament settings, I'm hoping we'll be able to grow this sport and more women in Colorado will be, will be throwing more bags. <laughs> awesome. Oh, great. So what, what do you think it would take? I mean, so, so Jen, you talked about some of the ladies are already asking when are we going to do this again? What's your thought on that? I mean, if there's a need, we'll be happy to do it again. So um, I, it was really encouraging to see how many women were here. And I think the most exciting thing was everybody was cheering on every single person. Um, I know I saw Janice while she was throwing, commenting on the person who was thrown next to her. Um, Michelle, the same thing. And it was just, um, you, know, you, you don't normally see that a lot. So um, I think feel like everybody felt really comfortable where they can just be themselves and um, just encourage one each other, one another throughout the entire game. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a, quite, a kind of similar question differently because uh, being an ACL pro, you travel throughout the United States and see a lot of leagues, a lot of tournaments. I mean, 
what do you see in other states and other areas? Do you see more women coming up into the leagues uh, and into the tournaments? And what do you kind of contribute that to? So um, I think like um, recent years, um, maybe the past one or two years, I've seen more women um, uh, playing in the sport, uh, which is a good sign. Um, one of the factors contributing to that, um, I would say, you know how ACL now too have um, like the women's doubles and they trying to get more um, women ACL pros. So like last season, um, they have a total of 24 and this season they have a total of um, 32. Okay. So they also keep increasing that numbers. And so um, in November, so that's last month, I went to this women's only tournament as well in North Carolina um, held by the AAR and they had a hundred over 130 women there from all over the nations. So, and I compare it to this tournament, we have 50 just in the state alone. It's very, very, it's very, very good. So I think if we have more women's tournament only, that will encourage a lot of women playing more, for sure. That's awesome. What would you ladies consider to be the biggest hurdle for uh, people to get into the sport, uh, particularly ladies? graduating from kind of that backyard barbecue or even that tailgate party type of atmosphere to come into the leagues where it's more competitive. What are some of the biggest fears that, um, that clubs can do to help alleviate and get, get some of the ladies past that? Um, so the, the, again, the one that I noticed is with the switch holio switch holio. I think it's very, very encouraging for, um, newcomer to the leagues. Um, to just get it going. And then some of the leagues, uh, sometimes too, once they do the switch holio, they divide the bracket into two, like a top bracket and the bottom bracket. So like even the backyard player, the newcomer, they have a chance to grow and just play more games. And switch holio is usually is already started with four round robin, which help them throw more. Because a lot of, um, a lot of like in this game, like the more you throw backs, the better you get, you know? and. Of course, like everybody, you know, when you just start it, you get intimidated and you like, you feel like, you know, I bet some backyard players who thought they were good and then they come to the league, they're like, oh, I guess I'm <laughs> not that great. Um, but again, the Switch Holio format is always so great with the round robins and then you go into like bottom and top brackets. So you have a chance to grow. And then, you know, too, like um, when we go to the bigger league, um, they usually have when they have like singles night or doubles night, they have two divisions or three divisions sometimes. They have the advanced, the calm, and the social or the intermediate. And that's also helpful, you know, for the newcomer who just want to check it out, you know, check out the league. And then, you know, if they have their own, you know, they don't feel too intimidated by the advanced players, they usually will come back. And again, the more they throw, then eventually they get better. Awesome. Is it, what about you, Jen? I mean, do you... What are some of the biggest hurdles that um, have you been playing cornhole the entire time? Southside Bagger's been been around. I okay. have, yes. Okay. Yep. So I guess what's been kind of that 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 growth for you uh, from the start of Southside Baggers to where you are now, and how did the coaching that uh, that was taught during the clinic today help you out? 
Well, the coaching helped me a lot. I'm not a great uh, cornhole thrower. I'm a great organizer and uh, love the sport, love the game. Um, so for me, it was really nice because I was able to be here and focus on me and my throwing and not worry about running the tournament. Uh, we had some of the young kids from our club help run it today. And um, that was really great for me because a lot of times when you are an organizer, it's really hard to be focused on your, your game. Um, we have, we're fortunate. We have a lot of women that come to our, our leagues, um, on Thursday nights, but we also have a lot of women that just come and watch. Um, and I think part of it is, you know, they are intimidated. Um, and so it was great to see a lot of them here today and their husbands encouraging them, which I think is only going to, um, allow them to feel more comfortable to come and play. Um, we talked about also doing like a couples tournament maybe in February where everybody, it doesn't have to be couples, but a co-ed tournament where everybody has to find somebody of the opposite sex to, to play with. Um, and that would just encourage, you have to go find um, women who want to play cornhole and let's do a tournament. Um, and that way um, it will kind of, you know, level the playing ground a little bit where people will feel a little bit more encouraged to, okay, I get to go play, but I don't have to play against all men. So um, just little things to try to get people to feel more comfortable with um, playing cornhole. Awesome. Ladies, thank you so much for coming. And Yeti, thank you so much for coming on. Much appreciated. And it has been a great turnout. Um, and it's been a great event. You ultimately finished second, right? Yes. So uh, you and your partner play great. And sort of the team who, who won first. So, uh, congratulations on the event, and I hope to be a part of uh, some future events. And, Absolutely, and thank we'll you. See you both again here soon, sometime soon. Thank, thank you, you, Steve. I want to thank all the ladies for joining me and allowing Cornhole Masters to capture this great event. Looking at the success of this event and knowing they have more planned, we're sure to see more and more women participating in more cornhole events. Last but not least. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from Cornhole Masters. And I look forward to meeting more of you in 2022. But don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and join the Cornhole Masters community today.